Hello. This is For the Girls. It's a podcast. Uh, it's a podcast uh, about you and your diva. It's a podcast. It's just gays gabbing about girls. What's the next one? Queers loving women. Queers who love women. There you who go. Perform or sing yes, songs yes. or are funny. Our guest is saying yes. <laughs> Yes. Who's our guest? Queer. Queers who love you. like queer, Nikki? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, who's our queers, guest? Queers gabbing have... about queens. Ooh. Q for Q. Ooh, Q for Q. <laughs> who's our guest today? It's Nikki Pavlov. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Nikki is a speech uh, and language pathologist and special ed teacher. And who are you here to share with us about? My favorite person on earth, Tori Amos. <laughs> Tori Amos. Yay! Tori Amos. Is that your favorite person on earth? Yes, she is. <laughs> Do you think about her every day? Um, Not every day at this point, but maybe every other day. Yeah? Yeah. Every week. Every week. Do you listen, listen to her every week? Like, do you, yeah, does she at come in? At some point. Yeah. At some point. Always. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Going it's good. funny because I listen to Bette Midler every day. You do? Do you? I think yeah. so. Wow. I see I don't I maybe I don't, but I think like something comes into my head. Just w- like wiggles into my head. I also oh I look at a, a fan site. I look at a nerdy fan site every day. I see I've cut I've cut most of that stuff out, but I Because you were deep. I I've heard deep. your story. Yeah, I was very deep. You were deep in like looking at the fan sites every day and in the community, talking on the boards and everything. But it's you know, and I still have friends who are there, and I hear the secondhand news from them, so I don't have to dip in all the time. <laughs> and why did you pull out? Why was it just too much? <laughs> it was. Why did you pull out? I mean, at a certain <laughs> point, I I feel like you know I'm older, so I established like what all my feels were about her. And when new stuff comes out, I'll go there to see what people are saying, but I don't need to like recount the top 10 songs from this era or like, you know, argue about songs. It's like, I don't want to argue or get into discussions about stuff that people get upset about because people get upset on those boards frequently. And and I think this is like our first person that we've done that has this kind of level of fandom. Like no one, I don't think we've done any other person it's like, it's like, I compare it to like Grateful Dead or something, where people are just rabid. The bootlegging, the I had the best version, right? I mean, I had him, I was like, wrote you that email about having imposter syndrome, about being like, well, I know people who are like way, way, way bigger fans of okay, me that so, have seen her hundreds of times. And So the email was, Nikki goes, I've only seen her how many? 30 times? Yeah. And, and so, and then he said, as opposed to people who have seen her. 200 times and then oh. Nick and I got that and we're like we've only seen bad fortunes so like the panic of fandom yeah. that starts setting in yes. was real and it and you were and but then you beautifully were like but it's just about me and my love and that's yeah that's all I have to and that's about. what this podcast is, is it's it's something we really want to do with this podcast is just explore that love you know for her so uh, we how did you how did you first find her well, you know, I was a child of the 90s, a teenager growing up hey, in the girl. late 90s. And, you know, around that time, alternative music. I, I discovered alternative music, and I was like, Smashing Pumpkins, oh, yes. Depeche Mode, this wow. This in California, right? Yeah, listening to K-Rock, 106.7 K-Rock. And, you know, clear. Yeah, around that time, all of a sudden, women in rock became a thing. And, uh, you know, it was 1992 when Tori Amos released her first album, but I came in in 94, when I was 15 years old, and I had heard the song God on the radio. And at that point, I was in all-boys Catholic high school, and um, kind of like 
listening to this song about a woman asking God, the patron, you know, if he needed a woman to look after him, if he needed some help, he just doesn't come through. He's a piece of garbage. I hate him. And I was like, oh, I have all those same feelings. So I like just tuned into the lyrics and it was like a song that was really rocking and cool, but it was tuning into the lyrics where it all of a sudden it rang a bell. And so I ordered the album off of Columbia House. <laughs> oh, remember like Columbia? Wait, wait, Columbia order? House was the mail-in, right? Yes, right. yes. What's and this? you did that because you didn't have a lot of um, record stores near you? Well, I did, but I didn't really go to them. I didn't have a car yet, so I was like kind of limited by getting the magazines. And, you know, those rec- CDs were really expensive back then, so the Columbia House deal was like... Oh wow! Like you get each get cent six, for right? a cent each, but you pay for shipping or something. Right. Yeah, they get you in something. I remember yeah. doing that deal. Let's... I got the Wallflowers. Oh, that was alternative rock. That yeah, was barely alternative. It was, it was alternative. It was. It was, oh, it was but, but you know, that's the kind of alternative rock that was like, uh, like I hated it. And I once I found Tori Amos, it kind of like unlocked like all these different worlds and realms. Like you found your sound. Yeah, it was like. Incredible. So. It's your little god. God, sometimes you just don't come through. God, sometimes you just don't come through. You need a woman to look after you. God, sometimes you just don't come When you, always, always, always does it put you back at that p- moment of finding driving this in my treasure. Volvo 740 right. GLE with like I had a little Toyama sticker, I had a Bjork sticker, and I had a Blur sticker because I was like, oh, I like I thought Damon Albarn was really cute, but I I hated all male singers and male voices. I just wanted to hear women. So I had the same thing. I also <laughs> went to Catholic school, and Tori Amos for me, my sister and I. Where she discovered Torimus, like a lot of my music, I got from my older sister, and it was so subversive. It was this idea. It was so subversive to me being in Catholic school and listening to this music, and it was like, oh fuck, there's a way out, or there's another viewpoint that exists. Yeah, and I, you know, at that point, I I had some Nine Inch Nails in my repertoire too, but when I heard this, it was so different than the kind of anger that. I associated that I always wanted to disassociate from because I hated that kind of masculine energy. And through finding Tori, I like, I, 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 you know, it sounds so corny, but it's like my first connection into understanding like divine femininity and like something that can exist as an opposing force that like makes me think, okay, the world is not like just like some sick, nasty place because <laughs> that this can exist. And this, you know, person is their voice like is, saying all these ideas and things that have happened not even necessarily to me but you know because I wasn't even you know identifying as a woman at at that point and still am not but have always just 
my whole career, speech and language pathology, surrounded by women. Everything in my life, teaching, surrounded by women. And Tori was kind of like the first, like, inkling that burst into, like, everything that I loved about, you know, growing up and and who I wanted to be with, the kinds of people, the kinds of friends, and the ideas that we all shared together. It wasn't just like, we love this music so much. It was, you know, talking about theology and talking about philosophy and um all of the arts like filtered down through her singing. I don't know. It sounds crazy. I, I, but... No, I mean, well, we're getting crazy. This whole podcast <laughs> is about you being crazy. You know, and it is, it's, 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 um, and just talking about, you know, your love, right? You're like, oh, it's intense. I mean, and, it's intense. And her music does carry all that shit, though, because she, I mean, her music is deep. Like, it's complex and layered and she talks about big topics big thorny issues and she is really experimental and you know it's it's that one of the recordings i sent was a the song space dog which is where you know i got my first online handle um only seven characters so it was s-p-c-e-d-o-g because it was back in aol back in the day people would think it was spice dog and for the spice girls and i was like no this is inventory and smarted i always thought she was like I was like, am I smart enough to listen to Tori Amos? <laughs> and I, I, you know, I was intimidated I asked by that her today as I was listening to yeah. Tori Amos. No, everyone is smart enough because she's she's not writing from, uh, you know, like a lady in the castle or like fine arts. She's never associated herself in that way. She's she and you know every all of the news media at the time would try to like pinhole her as like Kate Bush follow up or like the the crazy lady, the, the kooky fairy loving lady, Piano and like, like just like make it so corny. And like, she's just like flitting around with fairy wings and everyone, when they would go meet her, would give her that pressed fairy book. Did you ever see that? No, mm-hmm. what is that? <laughs> no, oh, what is the it? Press, it was like, supposedly this lady captured fairies by like slapping <laughs> books together. So they'd be like, there are all these pressed fairies in this book. My friend Christy had that book. Yeah. yeah and you book. know, she talked, she always talked about the fairies because you know, she's like from England and she has that whole kind of lineage of, well, she's not from England, but she has big connections there and has done. She lives there, right? Well, she lives, uh, she has a house in Ireland. So, and I got, I got to see her. My friend had won tickets to go to this. It was Kevin and Bean, the morning radio host. They had like, it was called Breakfast at Tori Amos at the House of Blues on Sunset Boulevard and I was Is this my, your first performance? Yeah, it was my junior year of high school wow. and I got to ditch school. I like told my mom, I'm like, I'm going to this and I never did anything. I was like just a nerd who studied and was on the internet at night. I didn't like party or go out but I was like, I can I miss school today for this? And luckily my mom said yes because she's like, oh, you're so responsible. Go ahead. And it was incredible. It was like, I, I still, I couldn't breathe like when she was up there and I still remember that morning. Yeah. What was that concert? What what was it like? It was, you know, it was like a morning show radio interview. So she would perform and it was, it was right after, right before Boys for Pele was getting released. And, you know, she had, at that time, she, it was like, she had that billboard over Sunset Boulevard of her breastfeeding the pig. And it was like getting on the local iconic. news. Yeah, iconic. That, it, when I saw that, I was like, I'm touching fire right now. Oh my God. I, I bought that album because of that photo. When I got that album... <laughs> I remember having to sneak it into the house. Like I remember so like putting it on in my jeans and pulling the sweatshirt over it so that my dad didn't see that I was coming in with Boys for Pele and it was contraband in our house. My sister and I would pass it back and forth. It was a secret. Wow. Yeah. Your father knew because of that photo? 
Yeah, like that photo, like Rush Limbaugh had probably talked about I'm it, sure. so my dad was upset about it. Yeah. And, and he knew that we had little earthquakes in Under the Pink already. Like, he knew that Tori Amos was someone that we played in the house that he was already suspicious of. And then once that happened, it was like, no Tori was allowed in the house. See, luckily for me, my, my mom is Filipino, and she, like, doesn't really understand, especially the way Tori sings with, like, she's like, well, she's good at playing the piano, but... Why doesn't why doesn't she move away from the microphone? She's always breathing, and you can just she's always breathing into the microphone. <laughs> so she never heard all of the lyrics, but if she did, she would have you know been shocked and not allowed me to listen to it. And you know, online I used to just like play games and stuff, but then I like started looking into message boards, and I had you know found the um, MMC Arts and Entertainment on AOL, and that's mm-hmm. you know where I first started posting and. You know, those message boards were, like, the first place I came out as, like, a queer person. Like, it wasn't to anyone in my family. I didn't have real-life friends, like, because I was in an always Catholic school. I I would just, like, hang out with the librarian, fall asleep in the library, and then just be listening to my headphones, listening to Tori, and then go home and stay up online till, like, you know, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, on dial-up, talking about Tori. I think I've seen the barrettes used to wear the barrettes in the hair. little well, because I, I plastic barrettes. It was when, rebellion. Well, when I was you know loving Tori back then, I would go to my high school with like it was called Servite in Anaheim, and I would have my sweatshirt with the sleeves down because ah. I would paint my nails underneath. And you know Ooh. when I would get in the car at the end of the day in the parking lot, I would like clip up my hair and just be like, "Fuck this place, <laughs> get yeah. me out of here!" And you know just blasting this woman wailing on the piano like was just and you were just like what you just blast what was your first what was your like favorite song to blast as you were pulling out of that parking lot um professional widow was always a good one like just uh, <laughs> slag but just anything she was cursing anytime she was wailing screaming like uh, that's that's what i would want to like play for other people to like just like get the full impact but um i i think through you know having her and and having those people online it's that's you know what I always attribute to like you know saving my life back then because I was really honestly like very suicidal back then and very like just I I didn't see any kind of place in my real world life like where I lived and I lived in like southern California so it wasn't like backwoods like middle of nowhere but it was still like in Orange County and such a conservative place and the liberation that I found through that was, you know, unbelievable. And I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like now for like kids, like finding music. There's so much, I I kind of appreciate that I had to be so focused because there wasn't so many other places for me to gather online. There's so many different places where people meet online now. Yeah. And I mean, the, the people who are telling you about that have her podcast, like all the songs of Tori Amos at the end of last tour, they took over precinct in downtown LA for the end of tour year party. And it was just, it was, you know, it's a gay bar in LA and it was just full. There was like gay men, women there. And the DJ just played Tori Amos all night. It was like a prom, like our, it was like our reunion that like for like being in high school. And like, we just danced till it was till like four in the morning, like to, songs remixes like we were crying i was slow dancing with my best friends to like all of these songs that we used to just blast around like you know and back then when we were teenagers we weren't even drinking like none of us were like drinking partying kids we would like listen to this music 
on our way to like cliffs to smoke cigarettes, then go to a diner and eat like French fries with ranch yep. dressing, like, like just being sad and like living with our sadness. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> sounds like know. a pretty good life to me. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> That's when it was acceptable to dip fries in ranch. I feel like Wait, now it's, it's like frowned so? upon. Now I do it with mayo. Isn't that yeah? Gross? So fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone's like, oh, it's aioli. It's like aioli is just like garlicky mayo. You fools. <laughs> Wait, I want to listen to... That was a good tangent. We're going to keep that in there. Yeah. (laughs) I want to listen to Professional Widow. for Pele it's like it's just like it's really a, an album experience to listen to that to, to listen to any of her first three albums really all of her albums actually I, I never mean, want to just say that the, Hey Jupiter is one of my favorite songs of all time heartbreaking yeah. heartbreaking and I you know the, the thing with Voice for Pele that I could never fully identify with was I had because you know it was about kind of like love and love lost and and I had never even had a boyfriend or like kissed anyone till I was like 22, I think. So it was wow. like, I, and the first time a boy broke up with me, I was like, yes, I can finally listen for boys for Paley. And like, just like imagine lighting him on fire, <laughs> like, <laughs> like cleansing my soul. Like, you know, it was, but it, I, I just loved her so much that even if I didn't connect with the direct themes of it, I, there's just like so much about her that, just always has resonated for me so that's <laughs> and was boys for Pele the first album you had of hers no under the pink was under mm-hmm. the pink was so yeah you, that was that was your first album you my got. first album and, and what was it like that first time you sat down when you got on cd i imagine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember when you, when you put in that cd what was it like <laughs> well it was like the you know god was the the song you know from there that i first heard and then cornflake oh, right. girl sorry cornflake girl was the other huge single from that album you know and and the whole message of that song was like, you know, was girls hit, right? against, yeah, that was like her biggest hit, I think. And yeah. girls fighting against girls, like, it, you know, the cornflake girls were the like mean girls in school. And like Tori was like, it, it was like, that's what you kind of read into it. And, but that, those two songs on that album are very like, kind of like bangers, if you can call them that on that album, because that, that it's all the other songs on there are much more like kind of introspective. She recorded that in Taos, New Mexico. And, um, she, uh, she like, I don't know on 
when I first heard the whole thing, I didn't really get it because I was just listening to those two songs. And when I finally let the album play, um, the song that really all of a sudden I was like, wait, was um, Icicle. And, you know, that song was <laughs> it's like uh-huh. female masturbation, which is like just this. And, you know, at that stage of my life, that that's that was my only relationship to my own sexuality was like masturbation that growing up like in Christian school, Catholic school. And, you know, in Christian school, I had in sixth grade, they had given me a booklet that, you know, you read it and it said, Oh, when you masturbate, you won't grow hairy palms. That's a myth, but you will go to hell. <laughs> like, it would say that. <laughs> hey, okay. So here, okay. One's a truth and one's a lie. Yeah. The hairy palms one says, but that's that... a lie, but you will burn in hell. Yeah, and that fiery pit. You know, when I, when I read that, <laughs> like, it was like this, I stopped, like, I, I, like, was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. This is bad. I'm going to go oh, to hell. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, I think I went, like, a month or something. And it was, like, this crazy – I don't even know why. I was, like, I wanted to go to heaven. And, <laughs> and I didn't want to be gay. I, I wanted to, like, make my parents happy. I wanted to, like, do the right things. And and then I would have this music, you know, where you would just hear, you know, Tori talking about while they're all downstairs singing prayers, like – She's getting off upstairs and the whole song is like the rhythm of like, you know, and it's like there's an orgasm in there and this like self like liberation that's there inside her voice inside every and I, I couldn't believe it that that's, you know, what I was hearing about in the in the song and it just like scrambled my brain. I like and, you know, to this day, like when I hear that song live, I just start crying because it's like. Like, you know, I'm almost going to do it now. It's like, yeah, bring on the this, like, it's like this release of like having to feel that shame about yourself, you know, and like that you don't have to rely on anyone else. You're like there, like you, you have yourself and it's, that's all you need, you know, to get through it. And you know, that, that, that whole shame thing, like, you know, it came up again when I was going through a confirmation, you know, the Catholic rite that you go through um, when you're like 15 and they, I remember I took my Nine Inch Nails CD, my Tori Amos CDs into the backyard at my parents' house with a hammer. And I, like, smashed the CDs because I was like, I'm going to go to heaven. Like, I can't listen to this kind of music anymore. This is so bad for me. And <laughs> I remember the bishop, like, like put the oil on my forehead. And I was like, oh, I don't feel anything. <laughs> like, I'm going to So I rebought the CDs. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank God for Columbia House. Yes. Yes, yes, Columbia <laughs> House has really come through for you.
I had never heard that one before when I like sent this into you because I was just looking. I I love that song live. I love the album version of that song, but whenever she plays that live, like, and I'm not at the show, my friends will like call oh. me. So I like they leave that song on my voicemail because they know that's like, that they, and they all like look at me like because I'll be crying like I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So you t- you talked about how you were um, getting confirmed. Yes. And the power of God did not touch you when the, you... The chrism. The it's chrisms, called the chrism that chrisms. the bishop rubs on your forehead. It's the holy oil that Ew. brings you the Holy Spirit. And it with didn't his work. pointy hat. <laughs> uh, did she help you come out after all that? Yeah. And I, I, you know, my mom, like she, my mom, when I... Because the first friend I ever made, like, in real life from my own free will, not like forced upon me by situations was the way that Nick my, and I were. Yeah. <laughs> um, my friend, Aaron, who I knew from the internet. So I, she lived in, um, uh, it was bellflower. But when I called her on our landline, it showed us Compton. So my mom was like, Compton, that's a bad part. <laughs> and this was a fa- This was a friend through the Tory, through Tory okay. the Tory Miss fan community. And this is where you, where you consider your first yeah, my first, like, best friend, you know, friend, good friend yeah. who, like... But, you know, I had come out to her in over letters. Like, we were writing letters to each other. And I went to go meet her in a park, and my mom had, like, followed me to make sure that I wasn't, like, you know, meeting some crazy... Because it was, like, in the early days of the internet. Like, you didn't right. want to, like, uh, let your child just get, like, kidnapped or something. But in the end, like, all of the people I met were just a bunch of lesbians and women... And so my mom was, she, she saw me just hanging out with a bunch of girls. So she couldn't like say I was like gay, but she would say, you're hanging out with too many lesbians. <laughs> she was like convinced. And this was like the, all of my, you know, my other friend, David, like he had a shirt. I remember it said, I learned from lesbians. It was just like, I, I only wanted to hang out want with lesbians. Shirt. Yeah. It's, and and I thought it was so funny. I'm like, what do you want from me, mom? Like, I'm hanging out with girls. <laughs> it was, but through through Tori, again, like, I had met these people that I never would have otherwise. And we, like, I had friends who would fly in from, you know, Minnesota, um, who she would stay, I would pick her up at the airport, and she would live in, um, my friend's closet for like two weeks, like without her parents knowing, and we would like Wait, without just, her parents knowing. How yeah, she would just like hide in the closet, hide in the closet, and live in there. And we, we, like we, <laughs> we just all connected through. I mean, at first it, it wasn't just Tori Amos, but it was primarily through her. And everything was organized around seeing the shows. That's when we would get to see everybody and like hang out. And eventually, like people would go on tour, and I never got to go on tour because I like 
was like, oh, I have to go to college. I have to go to school. <laughs> All that stupid stuff. I, I still wish I had gone. Like the one of my biggest regrets in life was at the end of the the Do Drop In tour. Um, Tori played a show in Boulder. It was right before that losing my religion show that for the K-Rock's acoustic Christmas and all of my friends, like they bought secret plane tickets, told their parents they were like staying at someone else's house and like flew on airplanes to go see Tori and like different States. And I was like too scared to do it. Cause my parents would have never let me like go fly by myself to go watch shows. But they, they all came back and were like, that was the most incredible oh show. Gosh. Boulder, Boulder. And to this day, it's like our running joke. Like, yeah, I wasn't in Boulder. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they all start talking about it. Let's let's play that. Let's play the. Let's see. So did you, so this you love this track, but you didn't see it live. Well, no, this was right after the Boulder okay. show. So she the, and the reason why the Boulder shows were so amazing was at the end of that tour, Tori was just like like gathering up this like intense like energy like and you know it was I mean it was kind of bad because you could tell she was like that's that demon Tori moment. Um, and and we used to always like just like crave that because when she would do it it was like kind of like like bacchanalia like you're like just like, uh, like you like it was just like like this wound that you felt like this emotional like explosion that like you know catharsis that's that's the word catharsis <laughs> Yeah, she she would just start howling during the songs. Like, she would like get to this place where she would do that, and the, you know everyone was just obsessed with like if it would happen during their shows, like because you could just like it was like this just like energy pouring out of her, and like it was like a, an amazing thing to get to witness. Like at that where time, where does that come from in her? Does she talk about that? Does she talk about where she goes in those live shows to get to that kind of Dionysian place? I mean, she's she's always, like, in tapped in. Like, you can see it when, you know, this is a woman who, she still does meet and greets before every single show. And, you know, before, like, she'll line up as many people as she can fit in, depending on her schedule and that time. And, like, she, either she'll go down a line or they'll come up to her one by one. And if you're in those, like, lines, you'll literally hear person after person after person tell her about, their saddest, most tragic, like, things, like, you know, sexual assault. Like, Tori started the Rape and Abuse and Incest National Network. She, like, we all have, we've, all of my friends, like, they've done um, benefit concerts, put together benefit shows to, like, in L.A. when we were, like, in our 20s, like, different venues, just, like, because we were all, like, touched by, you know, that issue in some way. And that's, you know, Tori had that song, Me and a Gun, from Little Earthquakes, which was about, um, you know, her surviving and uh, an, an incident. And, you know, she still goes through 
in these meet and greet lines and like can connect directly with the fans, look them in the eyes, hear them, and they know that she's hearing them because she's not distracted. She's like right there. And to just take in that much energy as mm. a person is like, she's, you know, she's, I, I think she's just incredible. Like it's, it's have a lot to it? have, have to meet. Have you met her? Yeah. I've met her like five times. And what was it like meeting her? I, um, you know, it was in LA in at the Greek theater, um, in during the do drop in tour. And I, you know, we were just waiting, sitting on this little lawn. It was like, I brought my little cousin to the concert too. And, you know, she pulled up and, I, I remember it was like next to all these little trees on this grassy lawn. You know, she pulled up and she brought us up one at a time. And I I like remember when I was walking up to her, like all I could hear was like the blood in my ears. It was just like, it was like I was this close to just passing out because I was like so worked up. And I'd never felt like that before in front of anybody. Like it was just like I couldn't breathe. And then when I was just kind of like standing there looking at her and I was just like, I, I just want to say thank you for everything. You've mm. really saved my life. And that's like all I could get out. And I remember she just, she was like down, I was like up on a curb and she was like, so she was, you know, already kind of shorter and, but she was like much shorter than me. She was looking up at me and she said, oh, you're a little scuttly one, aren't you? And she like reached her arms around and gave me a hug. And I was just like standing like this, like, and I was like bigger, like just like with my arms straight down, head down. And she like gave me a hug and like, Afterwards, I, like, walked away, and I just, like, had to, like, I, there was this tree, and I was just, like, leaning against a tree, and literally my friends were, like, Nikki, Nikki, and it was, like, you know, just in movie, just, like, in movies where it's, like, you hear their voice kind of, like, in the background coming in. I still remember, like, coming to. It was, like, I was on another state, another place, and I, I've never felt like that before, ever meeting anybody, and all the other times after that, it's, like, as she gets closer to you, like... I always just like panic because it's like I can't believe this person is real and right here and like I have to like <laughs> say something to her so just to like transmit my gratitude. That's always what I want to do. I'm, I'm like all I ever want to tell her is just like thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, like over and over and over. And it's such a big thing though. It's like they you feel like this person who's a stranger who you don't know has done so much for you. You yeah. know through their work, through their artistry. And it's just like, it touched you in a way. I've said this before. I feel, I really do feel bad for people who don't have an artist like that in their lives or who don't experience art in that way that can save your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's saved my life. It's changed my life. It's transformed. You know, I, I, in, in my all boys Catholic high school, I, I did my, um, junior year like AP English book review you know we had to do like this literary portfolio stuff and all of the works I chose were like just based on things I had learned from Tori Amos The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath Possessing the Secret of Joy by Alice Walker like like I was reading essays about clitoridectomy and like all of this stuff in high school and I got in trouble like my teacher was like this is this is not acceptable because we had to compare it back to Christ. Oh. So, <laughs> so I like That's basically amazing. and Tori's whole thing is like, you know, we both know it was a girl back in Bethlehem, like the divine femininity has been erased from all the patriarchal religions of the you know world and and she's always like bringing it back there. So I got in trouble for that. The whole point of that story is without 
Tori and her, you know, directing me to that realm, I would have never been exposed to Alice Walker as a teenager. I would have never been exposed to like any any of these, you know, mm-hmm. female like writers, composers. It was just like and the ideas too. That yeah, she the ideas like out. anything. It was it was revolutionary and allowed allowed me to think. Oh, okay, this. It was knowledge. It was like passing on of knowledge in in the work that is, you know, like you said, so important. Are you having fun, girl? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I making this too dark? Sometimes no, we can get no, too it's dark. Beautiful. Okay. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. I mean, this is about... It's the first time I've ever cried on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad. It's a week. I'm it's all a week about old. crying. It's a week old podcast. <laughs> oh, good. I hope you cry even more throughout all the rest of them. I've been crying. <laughs> tears are very important for fandom. I feel they are. Or right, yeah, we, we, so we're gonna play a quick rounds of flops and bops. This is Nick loves a game. <laughs> this is a, this is a game we call flops and bops. Okay, and <laughs> um, flops are things. They can be ways um, your uh, Tori has maybe disappointed you, or things that you don't think are like your favorite things. Mm-hmm. And bops are uh, really cool things that people who maybe don't know Tori, like the casual Tori fan. Might not know. I might need to check out. Or I don't say bops are just like some of your other favorite random things. Yeah. Hmm. I'll start. Want me to start? Yeah, yeah start. please. Um, I one of my uh, main Tory memories is when I was a senior at my boarding arts high school in Michigan, and I saw this amazing two woman dance performance to Rattlesnakes, mm-hmm. and I was so tr- and that I didn't I hadn't quite known all about what she had done with that album. And it blew me away. It's an album that she reinterpreted all of these male, male singers. And do you know why she did that? Yes, I do. But you can say. To get out of her record contract mm-hmm. with Atlantic because they were being rest- too restrictive. And she was just like, okay, let's... She didn't want to give them any these... new material. Yeah. So but I love that album. All covers by men. And it's one of the most incredible albums. And Rattles thinks it's so trans- Strange Little Girls, right? Yes, Strange yeah. Little Girls. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my bops. <laughs> that is um, a bop. That's a good one. I've got a bop. Uh, my bop is her relationship with the author Neil Gaiman is a huge bop because I'm a big important. Neil Gaiman fan and nerd. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Do you got do, one, babe? Do you have a flop or a bop? Well, I mean, I think her greatest bop is that she, you know, started talking about, um, you know, sexual assault and rape and survivorship, like way before like it was you know this you know what with me too happening like the this she's always been there and always been there on that front not just emotionally but physically and you know sure the whole song one of her big hits yeah is about assault yeah silent all these years Mm, is that not about assault not necessarily there's i mean there's some elements it's more like about a break up not knowing who you are like being like kind of weirded out by everything but doesn't quite go to the sexual assault (laughs) but it it is like your voice finding your voice finding who you are yeah i can hear been saved again by the garbage truck i got something to say you know but nothing comes yes i know what you think of me you never should have yeah i can hear that what if i'm a mermaid in these jeans of his with her name still on it but i don't care Sometimes I said, sometimes I hear my voice, and it's been years 
So you found a girl who thinks really deep thoughts. What's so amazing about really deep thoughts? Boy, you best pray that I bleed real soon. How's that thought for you? My screen got lost in a paper cut. Think there's a heaven where some screams have gone? I got twenty-five bucks and a cracker. Do you think it's enough to get us there? 'Cause what if I'm a mermaid in these jeans of his with her name still on it? Hey, but I don't care 'cause sometimes I said sometimes I hear my voice and it's been he. That album, Little Earthquakes, came out.、Um, it was her debut album, but she had Why Can't Tori Read before that, which was、Start、her with a K. With yeah, which was her、um, like hair metal, like fun, funky. Like, Did you like? Do you like that?、Uh, it's amazing. It's、oh, a wonderful really? album. Really? Yes, it's so, so good. So cool. And it was like such a rarity to get to have it back in the day, but now you could just find it online. It's so easy. Okay, super fan. What about her musical? Her musical. Um, you know what? I haven't heard her musical yet. What? Because <laughs>、oh. she's not singing. She just、right. wrote it. So if she had sang it, I'm, but I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm not a huge musical person.、Uh, I, I know. I know you guys. You're on the wrong podcast. I know. I know. I know. I I love musicals. I mean, Mary Poppins was like my first like. Favorite thing of all time. Yeah. You want to come、oh, back on and talk about Julie Andrews another time? Yes.、Time? I used to wish she was my mom secretly when I was younger, and I would feel so guilty because、oh. I would only rent Mary Poppins or Sound of Music on、mm-hmm. on Beta from the、mm-hmm. video store.、Oh, and yeah. Wait,、mom. and you're not into musicals? That's <laughs> the only thing you watched. I, I mean, unless it's like women centered, I don't know. <laughs> have you watched Victor Victoria? I have. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. That's, One of my, we're gonna do an entire Victor Victoria episode. Are you? I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> oh, I love Julie Andrews. She's, she's amazing. Julie Andrews. Who doesn't hands, want? Please write in. Who doesn't want her to be your mom? I've come up with this whole character of it's called the Chaos Nanny, which is like, like you know Maria von Trapp and like Mary Poppins are two like these women that come in and help like these families, but they also like. Bring this like chaos and like magic into into like that's the stories you're into doldrum lives of like, these like boring families. Well, we probably don't have to add this. One of my bops, but maybe it's a flop, is、um, uh, Mona Lisa smiles. Oh my god, it's, huge bop! For it's、me. a bop. I love it. It's I, good. I love that song. Mona Lisa smile is one of my well, favorite movies. Well, murder. She says, you know, she's like. So cute singing that song, and she's she can kind of do anything. I was like, oh, oh, Tori. Well, you know, there's two songs that I talked about:、um, "Losing My Religion" and、uh, "Butterfly." The other song that I mentioned, they were both from the the Higher Learning、um, soundtrack, which was John Singleton's movie with them.、Um, you know, in the like about what goes on on college campuses. It covered racism, like KKK, like rape and abuse,、uh, just like all of this stuff, like. Combined into one, and she had, and the album was like all hip hop, and then they had two of her songs on there, Ooh, and、cool. yeah, and she's just like she would appear on these soundtracks, and it would be like, oh my god, like we would get so excited when she was on the Great Expectation soundtrack,、um, doing oh, Siren. Do you remember that?、Right. Yeah, the Gwyneth Great Expectations. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's Great Expectations. She, whenever she was on a movie soundtrack, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait. Like, what's gonna happen? Let's listen to Butterfly. One way is now and Saturdays, and I'm 
I love how she just can't stay on that piano bench. She like no. want, it's like she wants to get up and run, but she has to play the piano for and, you. And, and she does work the form with the shirt. So legs out, and she sits on that like, bench yeah. in a you know really um, architectural way. Almost. Yeah, like, it is. Mm-hmm. And like a, you know, with her on both the piano, playing both at the same time, like it's like how does she do it? I, I don't even know how she does it. It's it's. Magic. This was so great. Thank you so much for coming. You're I just want to encourage. No, wait. I, want I to barely scratched the to, surface. <laughs> I just, I just really want to encourage all of our millions of fans to go to rain.org. It's r a i n n dot org. If you need any help or if you want to donate, like that's a fucking awesome organization to donate to. So you should definitely do that and and uh, listen to if you're like want to do more Tori deep dives. Listen to Songs of Tori Amos. It's a podcast where they each episode they go into you you mentioned it. They go into oh, they do one song an episode, one song an episode, deep 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 live versions, um, lyrical interpretations, music video, ephemera. I, I can't even imagine there being any more research that could be done. It's by two amazing people, Eve and David. They're great. What should great. we go out with? What what song should we go out with? Um, Give us another hit. Another hit? You're for I you. Have an idea. Uh, yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Want to go? Dare you to? <laughs> yeah, dude. What, I mean, her covers are like when we when we first when we first started watching her getting a cover was a very rare thing. Like, really? Because you know, she didn't want to be like a covers musician, like playing other songs. Sure. But she created a special time for it during her shows, um, you know, her lounge part. And she's carried that through all her tours. And at this point, her covers, like, library is, like, insane. It's actually insane how many songs she's covered <laughs> and things you'd never expect. So, yeah, let's listen to that. Thank you. Thanks for coming. This is um, Tori Amos covering The Rose. So before we go out on this song, we just want to remind you to... Uh, find us on Stitcher or uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or um, uh, Amazon Music. Is and that guess a thing? what? Or Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher, all of those. You can help things. us out. You can rate, review, subscribe, respond, subscribe, like. You could. Oh, you could give us money if you can figure that out. <laughs> you can Venmo <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I would have if you'd never. <laughs> If you never want to like a thing, but you want to give me five dollars, five dollars, no. Um, and let me watch this, you guys, because I know my our email now. You could write us your stories. It, maybe you're also a Tori Amos fan. Tell us about it. We're gonna keep covering. If you know, maybe you're a Dar Williams people. fan. Tell us about that. Yes, in the, in a very similar vein. Um, our email is mail at forthegirls dot com. Mail at ForTheGirlsPodcast.com. Boom. Boom. That only (laughs) took 100 tries. I did it. Yes. And uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Let's listen to some Tori. This is um, Tori Amos covering The Rose. Uh, Thanks for listening. Some say love. It is a
vision of love. 